This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone, welcome back to Swans Cast. I believe this is our seventh one for the season. So they fly in, going quick and uh, coming quick and fast. What have we been up to this week then, Lee? Uh, it's been probably not so long since we did the last one as we recorded it quite late last week. But nonetheless, how was your weekend? Yeah, bad. Uh, started off well with the football. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, watched the boxing in the night. And then uh, that was it then. The Sunday then is always just uh Yeah, it was a good fight though. I really enjoyed it as a spectacle. I thought the fight was really good and then <laughs> Anthony Joshua probably lost his head after the game after the game, after the match to the fight. Do you think proper he, lost um, his head? Do you think he's finished after that? Like uh, let's be good from you. It's hard because he's been on that he'd be just been almost at the top, it seems like all his career, isn't it? Like he yeah. seems to started on the top. He had all his hype, done really well, and then he's lost like the two big fights really um, against Usyk. So I, I don't know where he goes from here. I, I'd like to see him just fight, just fight someone now, like Wilder. We always wanted to see that fight. Still haven't had it, so go and fight Wilder. Just for the band. And like... then, well, just to shut up the critics, I guess, because uh, we always wanted that fight when Josh had all the belts and Wilder had the other one, and we never had it until. Fury obviously went and took it off him, but I think he should fight Wilder. That'd be a big fight. Do you think he'll ever fight Fury? Oh, I don't know. I know it's like with boxing. You just you never see it too. It's been the obvious fight for ages, but it's never happened. So I'd I'd, I'd love to see it, but I still doubt it'll ever happen. Money the problem, or just like just they're not bothered. I think I probably I don't know what goes on. It's the same with like Pacquiao, isn't it? And um, Mayweather. They should have had that. That should have been ten years before it happened, and they just waited till the end when Pacquiao was like finished, basically. Yeah. Well. Well. I mean, maybe Anthony Joshua put up a better fight than the Swans against Uzik. But uh, wonder if is he was said in quite similar ways to some of the comments Russell Martin might be making. I'm wondering. 
Does it just yeah. come with losing? Maybe. In all fairness, though, I think. Maybe. In all fairness, though, I think if you, um, you know, we say like you can't do like a podcast after a game because your emotions are so high. Imagine losing a fight and having to do that in the ring. Yeah, but I think you didn't have to do the, the like you didn't have to grab the microphone to the. No, no, that that was yeah. His belts on the floor and went off and what? Yeah, I he don't went know what that was all about. Up. Like, be weird. Yeah. Oh, man, my bet's definitely not coming in. <laughs> I think. Um, so was it? Well, there's it's ninety three minutes, and I need to go. And it's just, it's just one of them, and I teased you with the cash out. You think it's going to fly in, but then it never happens. Always the way. Um, anyway, let's actually get on to the football. But before we get on to it, as always. Thanks to everyone for the continued support. We uh, had a good season so far. It's been nice to read everyone's comments. A couple of people putting their three-word reviews in the comments of the videos. So keep that going. Unfortunately, they haven't been the most positive, but that's understandable. Uh, we'll get on to ours shortly. But if you haven't subscribed already, please click the big red button down the bottom. I want to say bottom right of your screen, underneath where Lee is, probably. Um, helps us grow as a channel. We want to try and get to 1,000 um whenever we get there really so as quick as possible um and leave a like as well because it helps us grow it helps more people find our content so click the big thumbs up and click the big red subscribe button anyway um onto the football so where do we start with this one do you want to go first with your three words yeah before i uh before i rant on am i lagging no my uh i'm in sync I think you're right now. I think there was maybe a couple of moments when you were talking earlier that it was a little bit delayed, but it seems okay for a minute. All right, I'll go with it, and you might have to cut me off in my prime. Yeah, so if if, if there is a bit of a gap between us, I think we're having some technical difficulties, but we'll uh, live with it. So go on with the three words then. Yeah, let's go. So my first word is problems, obviously. And then as a little subhead, my other two words are owners and manager. As like a head to head. That's my uh that's my three words. Okay, so uh problems, why? Well pretend I, I, I mean I didn't, I didn't manage to watch all of the games, so uh... So the problems is obviously there's problems behind the scene, but in this case I'm just referring to the problems on the pitch at the moment. Uh I said in the last podcast that I thought we were on the edge of something. I said it's either gonna click into place and we're gonna go for a bit of a ride or I feel like Ron like could go off the edge of a cliff. And that game on Saturday was a resounding falling off the cliff because it was it was horrendous. I said that the Blackburn game was one of the worst games I've ever seen us play. And I think Luton that game on Saturday was close, running close. I was awful. Again. As bad as the Blackburn game or like like the same or... yeah I'd, I'd say it was as bad yeah i think it was the same i think it was as bad from what perspective like attacking defending just everywhere because uh russell martin's saying they're playing well in yeah the... all of it it's the same it's the same the story playing well in between the boxes yeah i'm fed up i'm fed up with the excuses now as well yeah yeah i'm fed up with those rubbish excuses now just yeah oh, yeah we played well in in no we played well for five minutes in the game and for that five minutes, we were brilliant and we would have beaten any team and all this rubbish that comes out with. Um, I just think it's the same old story. We have we have all his possession. 
unless they, unless they play with intensity, like they did against Millwall, which I don't think they can replicate game in, game out. Uh, I think the style is set up that it has to be played with an intensity. And when they do that, it does seem to work better. But if they haven't got that edge, where it's a short turnaround from Tuesday to Saturday, if, you, if they play without that edge in that style of football that he wants to play, they just hang out to dry. It was so easy for, for Luton. And that was the frustrating thing, is that teams don't even seem to have to work hard to, to win down here at home. Now, we should be really, really hard to beat at home. It should, you know, ev- as everyone should be. But Blackburn and Luton have come down here and they haven't had to work hard. There's a template to play against us. They didn't have to break a sweat. I don't think the goalkeeper made a save of note. I think he made one that was straight down his throat. He just did, uh, like he didn't bro, have to do anything. Should have scored, I think, like right at the start. Don't know if you recall that. No, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember that. Uh, chance. But but even so, the chances are hard to find. Him in and he just like can't get out from his feet. But he's he's in the box and he probably should. I think he buries that last year. Yeah, well, yeah, that's another issue. We'll probably come on to later with Bro because he's definitely not the player he was last year for whatever reason. But just in general, those types of games are just hard to stomach because it's just awful to watch. I mean, you just need a good defensive unit. If you have a disciplined defensive unit, they beat us. We cannot create any chances. We have no answer for it. And teams are scoring easy. They're literally scoring with limited ball. I think I read somewhere that we obviously give up the most chances like per possession that the opposition yeah. has. You think yeah. that teams will be rusty in the sense that you haven't got the ball all game so that when they do have the ball, you know, it's limited chances to create stuff. But like Luke done yesterday, every time they have the ball, they look like scoring. We could have all the ball for 20 minutes. As soon as Luton get that ball, they look like doing something. I think it's Adebayo up front for Luton played. I think he played about 60 minutes and he run... Cabango ragged. Yeah, I thought Cabango had quite a poor game. Um, I found it quite weird how Russell Martin defended him a bit in the conference. I'm not saying he should have slated him, but he'd been quick to throw a couple of the others under the bus recently. And then he goes and says about Cabango's bravery and how good he is and stuff. And he says something like him and a couple of the others like Obafemi are performers at this level now, whereas we need to get some of the others up to being a performer at this level week in, week out. Um, but I thought Cabango was quite poor. He was a fault for, I think, yeah, he was. second goal. Um, maybe not a fault, but ultimately yeah. the one-on-one was with him and he didn't deal with it very well. I don't think he defended the one-on-one very well. Like, the guy shooting with his left foot and he lets him have the angle, like he's not even nowhere near him. Yeah, I don't think he's a good finish. It was a good finish, yeah. But like, surely Cabango needs to like be in the way a bit more. The way that he's kind of standing up, he's leaving the gap for the yeah. shot, and then yeah. and then it just takes the like you know the step, pushes the ball forward a bit, and Cabango's not the quickest, is he? So like, because he's left that gap, he can't get in the way then to block the shot. Yeah, that um. That first half as well, he was playing on the left side of the yeah. three, and he was he was just exposed completely. Even with the ball at his feet, it was just it was painful. And I'm a big fan him. of Cabango, but we he just looked oh my god, he would like the passes. Some of the passes would have went astray. He yeah. looked really uncomfortable. Well, obviously Norton would normally be there, but he was slightly injured after the Millwall game. 
even though you brought him on earlier than you wanted to. Um, Nathan Wood, I mean, look, part of the thing we were going to speak about is the sign-ins and the was it a good window, is it not a good window, and then we're going to compare it to some of the other years. We could compare it against other teams in the league, but I haven't got that data today. But it seems a lot of play, um, teams have signed a lot of players, not spent much money, but they've signed a lot of bodies on free transfers and stuff. That seems a consistent theme, or loans as well. Whereas our problem area was defence, and that includes centre-backs and wing-backs. We obviously lost Christie and uh, Wolf through loan ending, but we didn't really replace them. I mean, we got Soranola in, but I mean, we had to move Ryan Mann into the right-hand side to try and get something out of Soranola, which didn't work, and then they swapped back, I believe. Yeah, he started with Soranola on the left and Manning on the right. Yeah, so we then... Soranola there because I think preferably Soranola plays on the left, but he's just not giving a tune whatever he's playing. I don't know where he plays. I really don't. I just... I've not been impressed with him at all. I mean, you know, you give players time, but... <laughs> no, I haven't either. And and if Ryan Manning, as much as I've criticised him for him being a bit uh, of a liability sometimes, and there was um, there was a free kick at some point in the first half where he just lets his man go. So he's still capable of having those moments of being a liability. He has been performing well for us in an attacking sense and been one of our better players in that regard. Still not fully convinced on his defensive work, which might be part of our problems. But, um, you know, he's, he has been putting a shift in to an extent when you compare what we've had so far this season. So why do you move him across? When does he ever play on the right for us? Surely you keep the, him consistent where he's playing well and try and work on getting something out of Sor- Soranola if he's the one that's covering Latipodia at the end of the day. Um, I am not, not fully convinced on that sign-in, which I guess Russell Martin needs to take the flack for because he's from MK Dons ultimately. I know we didn't get him directly from there on this occasion, but that's where the link is. Um, so that's a Martin one. Um, but uh, yeah, what, what I was trying to say is comparing it to like the team's with the free transfers, like we did sign defenders, Wood, Darlin, Soranola, and Joe Allen. So there's four players in the first team that we've signed. Joe Allen's like for like for Flynn Downs, and he was free, okay, but his wages have got to be probably quite high, I'd imagine, for our team. Yeah, um, I think so. Maybe you could say he's been worth it so far out of all of them. But then we spent the biggest fee on Harry Darlin. Um, who he's been all right, you know. He looks like he could go on and be a good player and uh, be an asset, as they're liking to refer to our, any of our activity or youth development. Yeah. Um, yeah. So about two million on Darlin. That's basically our transfer kitty. That's the problem. Yeah, maybe you've brought him in and he's going to be a, another Flynn Downs where he gets sold on for like f- five times the amount of money, and you know everyone's happy days going forward in terms of the the financial situation but other clubs have taken the route of not spending any fee getting more bodies in to like have a bit of depth get some new faces in freshen it up yep we've got no depth we've spent all our money we've got a player that's gone out now for like four months injury who yeah let's be real the player that's gone on the injury is a square peg in a round hole yeah. already and now yeah. we haven't even got another square peg to put in there and now we can't get someone like it's because we spent all our money on like four players. I know we brought a couple of youth players in, but we're not going to see them. Like 
we we're not going to see them. To be honest, they haven't been on the bench. Um, I don't no. think they featured in preseason, so they are in the, the under twenty threes. But you know what? They I'm not referring to those in this instance. But like, I'm not really sure. They've whoever's making decisions on the transfers this season. Yeah, we maybe sorted out centre back a little bit. Although you could say maybe we haven't because the problems are still there. But then we haven't got players in certain positions like right back. Um, we've got a left yeah. back in Ryan Manning, but yeah, he signed Sorolola, but it hasn't worked, and now there's no one else. But we've this is this is my I know hindsight is great because when we signed Darlin, we were like, oh, you know, that's. That's really good signing. We were lucky to get a player like that, in all fairness, because he came with a bit of pedigree. Yeah, but we didn't realise <clears> at that time that that was a cost of, like, there's nothing else. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. So, obviously, they might have known that behind the scenes. So, what I'm saying is, we know, we've know we known this last year that we needed wing-backs, and we had Wolf and Christy, like you said, had gone out the window. So, the first player through the door this season should have been a wing-back. We've known this for ages, and we still know it. So, what I'm we saying is, we brought in, but like we brought in, we brought in Wood. All right, it was another centre half. So, did we need to bring in two at the expense of not bringing in wing backs when he's persisting to play with a wing back system? I would have. If that is his system, bring in one and use Brandon Cooper. Yeah, exactly. You had Brandon Cooper there, um, who's who's had a couple of games, and I thought he'd done all right last season. He's still there, by the way. He hasn't gone out on loan. Yeah. So if you had, you know, you lost your two wing backs. You lost your two wing backs last season, essentially. Um, why? Why did you sign two centre halves? Like Latabodia is technically a centre half as well. Let's not forget. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Right back, but in terms of depth, exactly. there, I get it. Bennett's going. Um, Burns obviously went back. Maybe if you sign in Darling or Wood, like it depends, because yeah, you probably pick Darling, but then the fee is the problem. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and 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 it does give context to why we missed out on players in January like that. Um, O'Reilly that went to Celtic. Oh yeah, I know people are moaning that it wasn't that much more that we had to pay, but this is literally showing that they won't, or there isn't the money there, or whatever the case is. Um, the 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 club is basically operating in itself. There'd be no extra pennies from the owners. Um, and let's be honest, when that is the case, Swansea doesn't generate as much as other clubs, and that's always going to be the, the case. Um, it was always the case the first time we went up, but I'd argue we were running a better way, and the landscape was a bit different with the financial side of football before it got a bit nuts. We, we perhaps got a bit lucky that it got nuts while we were in the Prem, but then that also, also bit us in the bum a little bit when we came back down and we're still yeah. suffering from that and it doesn't look like there's anyone there that okay you could say give a little bit of credit for the fact that we haven't done worse like other clubs have done and overspent and got ourselves into a problematic position from that aspect but we're just in a bit of no man's land i don't really know what the direction is from the owners um and and the as much as we're probably going to criticise Russell Martin a lot here in this podcast today, and we have done, a lot of people have, and it's all justified for the football and the football side of things, I do have a bit of sympathy for him and any other manager right now because there is no direction from above. And it must be so hard to come in and do a good job and come in and do your own thing and 
like, I think it all comes from the top in a way. Like, you could say, you know, the way Gary Neville speaks about Manchester United and every manager that goes there has the same problems. Like, we yeah. could end up going down that route the way it seems like it could go something like that. Not to the same extent, of course, but you get what I'm trying to say. And I know, we're yeah. gonna, like I said, we're going to compare against Potter and Cooper. I think both of them left because they saw this coming. Yeah, they yeah, both did really so. well. But I'm going to argue later on that both of them had a much better squad. Um, and not necessarily the much better back in, but then they probably did. But then that's because they had the parachute money. So it's kind of not uh, compa- comparable in that regards. But I'm like, we'll look at it later. But I think I'm going to argue they have a much better squad. I don't know if you're going to agree or not. But yeah, kind of got lost a little bit there. But yeah, I think trying to make certain. Well, points. yeah, we may as well go down that route because my. I, my next thing was owners versus manager because I don't know. Where I, want to, I don't know where you want to start really because I know I'm not. I'm not. I'm never going to defend our owners. I'll never defend them because I've moaned for so long. We've come on this podcast every, after every transfer window, and I've said it's getting dangerous because every transfer window, I feel like they've sort of weakened the squad um, since they've come in. I think every transfer window has been like save money, save money, sell, 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 that sort of mentality. Uh, so well, what what I say is like I'm not defending them at all. Eventually, the way that the, the way that they want to run the club, I don't think it's sustainable. So if they're there for a long period of time, I could see us, you know, going down potentially or, um, you know, struggling to find managers to come in that want to work, that want to work under those rules. Um, so that's that's out there. That's that's always that's always going to be the case. That's always there. But um, what I will say is, like, all this has come out now with the owners because Russell Martin came out at the end. Of, he said what he said after the game, and he said that uh, they want us to create assets, and basically there's no money to bring anybody else in. However, like, this has been the case all summer. It's been the case. Surely they've known since the beginning of the summer that this was the case, and they knew what money they had to spend. Um, so I don't understand why now. Obviously, while the, while the while the results are going bad on the pitch, that is suddenly blowing up again. It always seems to be the same cycle. We play yeah. well, we do all right. It's all quiet, and then as soon as the results start going bad, oh, it's the owners. Oh, I'll get the owners out. So I agree. Like I know the owners are bad, and they are what they are. But it only seems to come into play when we've had bad results on the pitch and that's what i'm saying about like uh, yeah from the fans but 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 also like i feel like from russell martin this time i don't know if he's deflecting the pressure now because it's been so bad on the pitch i don't know if he's just deflected that as a sort of a clever way to say like oh look it's not me you know i don't know look what i'm working with you know what i mean and they brought he brought on ollie cooper for the first time on saturday and I don't know if that was a bit of a protest as well for the first time because they were were two 0 down. The the heads were down. Everything was gone. He brought on Ollie Cooper, and I would just think that was a little. Oh it's look, this right, is what I've he? got. And then after the game, yeah, yeah, he looked all right. To be fair, Not, nothing against him. To Joel Perot as well, didn't he? he? Flung a ball back into the box after a corner, and he had a head. Yeah. Uh, again, Perot should have done better with really. Yeah, nothing, nothing against Ollie Cooper. I just think he hasn't used him so far, and I thought maybe yeah. bringing him on now was kind of like, oh, I'm going to go down this route. And then he came out after the game and said, oh, you know, you know, well, the owners. And I watched his press conference. I know what you're trying to say, but I don't think necessarily from Martin's perspective, that's what he didn't really chuck him under the bus. He just said. No, but it was clever. Yeah, it was maybe, clever. What he but said. Like after the Latavodia thing, he said, like, 
before the latter border injury, he did say in a couple of interviews, there's no more money, no more players coming in. He did already say that. So like that was already out there. It's just I think nobody was questioning it until we've seen how poor we've had at the start of the season. Yeah. So like like I said, we've talked on the podcast, we were talking about transfers earlier this season saying it was a good window, but then I think the reality set in a little bit. The two lone players we've spoke about, Wolf and Christie, have gone and you show how much we miss them. Um there's nothing fresh in the forward area. Obviously, I think Downs has actually been the. We haven't missed him so much if Alan's going to show the performances, but that's like for like, if anything, not improvement to get me. Like, I do, I, I, we have missed Downs, but what I mean is, like, compared to how much we miss in the wing backs, I haven't really felt Downs is, with Alan being there, it's not that much of an issue in comparison. Um, so he said there was no one coming in. Then the last Bodier injury, the interview after that, he did say, I'm going to go and see what we can do and have a conversation with the owner and see if there's anything we can do. I know this is the interview afterwards, and he said, like, we've spoken. And yeah, it is what it is. Someone's got to go before we can get people in. We've got to try and make assets. It's up to us to, like, make the youth players more comfortable and ready for first-team action. And, you know, we've got to help them out a little bit and all this stuff that he was saying. That says to me there's been conversations since the injury and they've just said, like, is what it is. Um, and maybe, yeah, Martin yeah. didn't know a little bit, but also, like, do we... If it, if it came down to, like, who you believe more, like, I I would be inclined with the history to believe that they might have even, not necessarily lied to Martin, but told him stuff to keep him happy that but then when it comes to the nitty gritty one actually like, like they haven't got the money there so like they're not going to do it but like do you know what i mean like not lie to him but kind of like never also made him feel like there was no money so he's kind of in a no-win situation i don't know i would be more inclined to believe what i'm trying to say is if martin says in an interview i was under the impression that we would have been able to do something even if it's a lone player but now with the board saying no like they've changed their team. I'd be more inclined to believe him rather than the other way around where the board would say, like, oh, we've told him from the start there was no money. Wouldn't Like, based on their history. Do, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So I'd, it's, it's tough because, yeah, it probably looks like he's trying to make excuses and whatever. And like I said, there's other th- aspects to the football side of things that you should really get criticism for. But, I mean, let me chuck this on and we'll have a look at the bench because... Bender was trying, they're trying to sell Bender in the summer. So they don't want him. He doesn't want him. There's no other keeper here. We usually have too many keepers, which yeah. is quite funny. Um, obviously, Norton was only there because of injury, but centre back like is the area that we strengthened. So we one of them would have dropped out. Um, Congreve is the one that we're expecting to break through this season. Fair enough. Felton, the only other first team midfielder essentially that can rotate into two slots. Because if not in champs starting, because Patterson's out. Um, ooh, refresh. Um, Ollie Cooper, like you said, first league appearance of the season, been reluctant to bring him on up until now. I, I, I would like to see more of him integrated into the squad, but why is Martin not used him up until this point? Maybe we'll see more of him going forward. Uh, Liam Cullen, I don't think he's maybe one appearance in the league he's had. A Blackpool, I yeah. want to say. Yeah, I think so. He come off the bench. And then Joshua Thomas comes onto the bench. So if there's one more injury, like Patterson don't come back, say, uh, say I don't know, Kyle Norton's injury was more serious, so they couldn't be on the bench. Who's on there then? 
Like, like it's there's no one there. Yeah. There's literally no one there. And I didn't like. It's only hit me now. If we were in the season and you're seeing it, do you know what I mean? Like with the teams not playing well, and another part of it is the fact that you can't even drop Peru. <laughs> you can't drop him. I mean, you could maybe you can play with Liam Cullen, but like because of the way he's playing with, I guess, Oberfemi ahead of Peru, you can't put Cullen there. And you know, he did last season a couple of times, and Cullen got slated. Um, I mean, you could start Congreve, I guess, but then you're like, well, why are you starting Congreve over Perot? Like, how can you do that? He, he literally has no options. And I think, I think he was asked in the interview about this. Actually, the interviewer was pushing him and pushing him on the squad depth. I think trying to maybe get him to bite a bit more at the owners. So I, that's what I mean. He didn't actually throw them under the bus, um, but he said about. He did say something about um, the, the interview was like, oh, you haven't really got much anyone forward potential on the bench in, bench in terms of like someone that's got a good record in the past and he was like yeah no we haven't so yeah I know what you're saying I do know I, I, like I said I'm never going to defend what the owners do but uh, it just I, I don't know I, I just think when I look across the league when I look across the league I think like you said nobody's spending money Everybody's got to be smart. Everybody's got to be clever with their transfer window. And I just feel that we might have missed the boat on this transfer window. Unless I still think Perot is going to go, by the way. I still think if Perot goes for if Perot goes for 15 million and that means that we can bring in maybe two or three players by the end of the window, I don't I don't might not be a bad idea. Um but but again, my, my only issue is like I know I know what people are saying about the squad depth. I know but it's it's it seems to have been the case since like we've come down with Porter and Cooper. I think we've always had a squad depth issue, always. Um and I just think this time maybe Russell Martin's not handling it as well as the others did. I think that is a factor. And I'm not gonna just slate Russell Martin constantly and blame it all because obviously we know we've got a problem with the squad. But I just think the the way the club has been run, we're always asking a manager to do more like with the players that they've got and that's that that'll just always be the case because we are that type of club i think we're never like you said we're never going to generate millions of players and like millions of pounds to spend on players it's not going to happen it's never going to happen we're never going to get ourselves into debt because we've done that previously um we're never going to just do the level spend and the only time we've ever spent money massively was the last season in the premiership and when we got relegated that was the only time we absolutely splitted out our money um but I just think, like, looking at it yesterday, for example, you can make all the excuses behind the scenes as you want, but that squad there is good enough to beat Luton at home, and they were completely outcoached and outmanaged. Yeah, but don't knock Luton, though. They did get to the playoffs last year. No, they did. They did a solid side. I'm not side, saying they but... should have beaten us yesterday, but I think, like, we should still respect the opposition in a way. Oh, I, least, no, I am, like... I am respecting the opposition, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they brought on 35-year-old Cameron Jerome. You know, off the bench, and he was looking dangerous. I just, I just think, I think man for man, we've got a better squad than Luton. It's no disrespect to them; they got to the playoffs, like I said. But that's, but they are the same. When do you ever see Luton spending money? They never spend money. They've got Nathan Jones, who's a good manager, and gets the best out of his squad. And spend that's how most teams have got to compete. Season, funnily enough, they bought Coley Woodrow, didn't they? Um, yeah, but like oh, when I did the preview, like the guy was saying, like they literally never spend money. 
and the fact that they exactly. spend money this year, they they all like sort of expectations raised straight away. But they have had a really bad start of the season. So anyway. yeah, but exactly as I'm saying, like no club in the championship has to spend money. There's a there is a lot of teams in there. There was a lot of teams in that league who have to work within their budget. They had they have to because it's just the way it is at the moment as well. You see, no clubs are, no clubs are spending money. Yeah, so Luton, just for reference, they did buy, uh, they bought a goalkeeper, they bought Carlton Morris for like, I mean, they spent money, but like, yeah, they spent the Harry Darling fee on a striker. Yeah. But then they bought in a couple of uh, frees. I don't know if Woodrow was... Um, Free, was he? It's, it's, it's got question marks, I don't know. Could oh, like undisclosed, probably, yeah. You never know how much they've actually spent when they do that, do you? So... It's hard to say, but regardless, I know, yeah, you can't necessarily blame. You should be doing better um, in general, but I do feel sorry for him as well because, you know, he has got like one hand tied behind his back in a way, and and it was always going to happen at some point. We can't, we were always overachieving and we said this for a while. We've always got good managers and got lucky with our managers and, you know, just look at Potter and Cooper now. They're both in the Premier League doing quite well. Yeah. You know, one day we were going to get a manager that isn't quite there yet in terms of where they were. Um, yeah. And to be fair, out and of three of them, I think you could argue Russell Martin was the least experienced because, yeah, Pot, they were all young, but Potter started young and worked his way up in Sweden or whatever it was. A bit unknown, yeah. but... You know, got his experience there, and it transferred over. And his 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 year here was his kind of like experience year in English football before he's got a good move to Brighton and doing quite well there. Um, Cooper, you know, he made his name in England, age great, a couple of coaching roles and stuff like that. So he's been around the the sort of systems and bigger managers and learning and all the rest of it. Again, quite young and comes in. Takes his first first team role with us, but has kind of already got experience, got links to kind of like work with and learn from. You know, and he made mistakes. Don't get me wrong, but now he's doing quite well and not in the forest. And the, the turnaround that he did there last season, and look how much money he's spending now in the Premier League as well. By the way, so you can yeah. understand why he kind of let, um, went last year. But um, Martin, you know, he, came, he was only manager of MK Dons because they kind of had a bit of trouble. And he stepped up from a playing role, didn't he? Kind of yeah. like Gary Monk. Um, yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's learning on a job in a way, and he'd done quite well, obviously, at MK Dons. And, um, did okay, especially the second season. I think it took him half a year to get going, mind, in his second season at MK Dons. I'm not saying that's what we should be giving him, by the way. I'm just saying it. That's maybe that's like a trend, uh, potentially. But he's still he's still quite inexperienced, really. Whether that's like man management, tactics, game management, we have got an inexperienced manager, and out of the last three, this one obviously is maybe not as good as the other two. And that's that's kind of how it is at the moment. Yeah, but that's that's the issue, isn't it? Like he's just maybe well, I don't know, we don't I still can't say for sure that he's not 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 going to say he's not a good manager because I think he is. Um, 
but like you said, and we've said previously about if we don't get it right with the manager, we're going to be in trouble. Um, so that, like I said, that is on the owners. Like they've yeah. got to go at some point. So I just, I just want to make it clear though, I'm not defending them at all. I just yeah. got to say it a couple of times, not defending them at all. And like I said, if we get the manager situation wrong, then we are going to be in trouble. Um, and this is where I'm on the fence. Have we got the manager wrong now? Um, and I guess, I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that question yet. I guess we'll only know in time to come. Um, yeah, but, I but just at the think moment, we're kind of like so far in that if we if we did get rid of him, we might even just make it worse. But I well, yeah, no, I exactly. I don't I don't know who's out there who can replace him. I'm not saying we need to sack him yet. He's got to he's got to stay there. He's got to stay there now and see this through. I think. Um, for for a while at least anyway unless it gets terribly worse uh where, where you know where, where his position becomes impossible for him to stay but um i don't think we're there yet you know i mean start of the season we still still got a long way to go we might turn it around and might start you know they might start picking up results here and there we don't know but uh my my only issue is i think i looked at it earlier and i think we would i think we were 10th in championship spending this year I think we were in the top ten for championship spending, not net yeah. spend, obviously because Flynn Downs is gone. But yeah. um, just on spending alone, I think we were tenth in the in out of all the teams. And obviously, you've got yeah. your parachute payment teams at the top, and we're just in the bracket with everybody else. But out of them teams, we were like near the if top you of the spending. At the start of the season, we might be lowered down now because we haven't touched the market since the game started, have we? And a couple of clubs have. No, that was earlier. That was today. I looked. Uh, oh, was we, it? we were. Yeah, that was. Yeah, earlier. okay. We but this is what I was saying about like the decision making and who's decided where the funds are going because we've spent it all on like, l- like less. Whereas all M clubs, you got to remember that net spend is kind of a bit of a mis, um, not misconception, but like it doesn't tell you the full picture because people see it as transfer spend, and that's what you've spent in the summer. However. Your wages and any sort of player signing on fees and agent fees, it's all going to come under the kitty for the summer. Like, yeah, it will all be in the same bracket. Yeah. So they'll have a certain amount of like that's, and that's why they decide if you can offer more or less wages and stuff like that. All these other teams have signed perhaps more players on free transfers. That two million that we spent on Harry Darling has gone on that on more players wages and signing on fees whereas obviously we spent two million on just the player and then his wages and signing on fees so it doesn't tell you the full picture in terms of how much clubs are spending because they don't add those figures in yeah but in terms of just transfer spend but then again like i said we've signed probably less players than most clubs in terms of incoming players this season yeah but that was the decision they made like darling no, is... yeah exactly so that's what i'm questioning is who's making that decision well well darling is definitely a russell martin signing from mk dons as is fisher as is soranola um they are players that he obviously wanted and this is where i come back to it where <clears throat> you look at potter and cooper and they are obviously clearly better managers because they just get they're good coaches in the sense that they get out of a squad what they've got they get the most out of the squad that they've got. So I'm, I am struggling to defend Russell Martin as well. You know, I do blame the owners, but I am struggling to get to defend him as well at the moment because, like, that performance Saturday, it was awful. With the players he's got, we should be doing better. End of. I think we've got a squad that can be finished mid-table in the championship, and we've just looked way out of sorts. And that's the worrying thing because 
you know, if you know, if we were playing well, you could see with say like Cooper and Potter, you're looking at them and you think we're playing so well. If we just had that extra two or three players with a little bit of quality, we'd be up the top end of the table. Now, can I say for sure that if if the owners gave Russell Martin money now and got him a wing back and a I don't know another midfielder, would we be up the table? I can't I can't say for sure. Yeah, I guess not hundred percent. I think. It's more than just a wing back and another midfielder. But um, when I was saying about comparing the managers, that were like, I'm not saying Russell Martin's a bad manager either, but I think being a manager, especially at Swansea at the moment, it's more than just being a football manager. You're managing kind of politics in a way and no budget and bringing through youth and the owners and all the stuff that comes with that. And maybe he just can't handle all of it together. And it's having an impact, and that's why you're in these weird press conferences and Maybe. the way that he's speaking now, and you don't know what so that sort of thing filters through the camp, maybe, and the players, and how the yeah. how what the attitude is there. Um, anyway, so maybe he's just not as good at handling that as them. Whereas the other two, they did it, proved they could do it, and then when they knew they needed to go and they could go, they just went because why would you stay here longer than you need to when there's all these problems? Yeah, but like we haven't we haven't won a home game since April. Well, yeah, I know it is a big problem. But um, let's have a look at the squads anyway. While I got them up, because I've had them up for a while. But um, so this is Potter's. Oh, these are the transfers. I want to look at the squads. This is Potter's squad, yeah. And what I'm trying to do here is just say, like, I think maybe we forget how good the players they had were. Um, just to compare to what we got now. I'm not disagreeing that the players that we got now. I think our first team is good enough, like you said, to be mid-table. But this is what these guys had to work with. And then you can kind of see how much it's got decimated to the point where we are now. Because I know you've said, like you said earlier, for a while, about the, the sales, every transfer window, they're slowly whittling the squad down. Going to be yeah. left with nothing. Can't rely on loans forever. Yeah. Positive signs where we weren't going to rely on loans anymore this season. And now I think I'm desperate for a couple of loan signings. So, anyway... Um, so this is the squad. So I know um, some of these guys actually didn't play. This is, oh, no, this is not the squad, is it? This is the squad. Wrong tab again. So like you had the likes of um, Mike van der Horn, obviously, was still there. Joe Rudo and Connor Roberts in the defence. We started the season with Martin Olsen. I know he got injured, um, but we started the season with him. I think even Fed- Federico Fernandez played the first game, didn't he? That was a... Uh, yeah. Um, Midfield, we had Fur again, and then we got injured like halfway through the season or whatever it was. Um, Baez had his breakthrough year. We had obviously Grimes. He started left back, but got back into the midfield and kind of stamped his authority. Felton, probably his best season or one of. Barry yeah. McKay had a decent debut and then fell off a cliff. <laughs> yeah. But um, up front, like I know we never used him, but he still had like the likes of Nas in the Montero. Which I can't see Montero here, but he was there. Yeah, Montero was there. Um, um, they signed yeah. a Soro, didn't they? But like, that's the squad. I think the squad here. Would you say the squad is better or worse? Ooh. Uh, the, yeah, it, it's definitely better. You were like fur in midfield, and uh, I yeah, I think it was a better squad, like for like. But yeah. I think just in terms of context of the championship, I think. I said we said to you last couple of years, like I think the championship's been strong, but over the last 
yeah, the last two seasons, I think the championship's been quite poor. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's why our, our squad right I now, don't think teams can uh, is mid-table. Invest. Because if, if our squad right now is in this season... Yeah, sorry. Probably talking over you. The lag. <laughs> sorry. I don't think our squad this season finishes mid-table in this season, if that makes sense. So our current squad wouldn't finish mid-table in the season we had this squad. No. No. And, and that says a lot to me. in Because there was still so much quality in the league at that time. Yeah. There's a couple of quality teams now, but not as many. I think I'm lagging a bit. Yeah, probably. I'll just keep talking. Just chip in when uh, when you can, maybe. <laughs> oh, technical difficulties and all the rest of it. Anyway, we'll go on to the next season under Steve Cooper. Um, obviously, he brought in Gihi, uh, Bidwell, Wilmot on loan. Um, we got him back. They're looking at Cooper's Cooper squad now. So we've got Gihi, um, Bidwell, Cabango started making appearances. We had Wilmot, Vanderhoen still there. So the defence, I think, probably one of the strongest since we were in the championship in Cooper's yep. first season year. Yeah. Um, in midfield, uh, Selina obviously got brought in. I'm lying, he got brought in at the um, Potter, but he's still there. Conor Gallagher halfway through the season. Um, I don't think it was much more in midfield. But then he brought back Andre Ayew into the squad. We brought in Rian Brewster. Like, again, a much stronger team than what we've got now, and a couple of options because even say you're starting with Andre Ayew, you've got Wayne Routledge that can come in. I know he was old, but experienced at the time. Um, he obviously signed Kalulu, didn't make a massive impact. Brewster was like, Flying when we brought him in, we did have someone. We had Borja Baston, didn't we, in the first half of the season? He's obviously yeah, he played there. a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, but he scored eight goals. It's not like he didn't have an impact. Oh yeah, he was goals. brilliant at that start of the season. Yeah, um, and then Cooper's second season. Obviously, each time we're losing a player or two, and we essentially. Oh yeah, um, they've whittled down the squad. It's been awful, like behind the scenes. They've just every transfer window weakened that squad. So they got changed it. Twenty twenty one. Ryan Manning, I think, guest brought in here. Kieran Freeman, remember him? That was a bit of a waste. Yeah. Corey Smith, um, Jamal Lowe, Jordan Morris, Morgan Whitaker, and Paul, Paul Ariola. And we also had Morgan Gibbs White for like five games, didn't we? But that's one that got away. Uh, yeah. What Forty could million. Oh, yeah, 40 that's mental. Million. That's mental. Could be a snip in a few years, though. You might look back and think it was a bargain. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily saying like there's oh Ryan Bennett as well. So again, another strong defense. But I guess that's Cooper, isn't it? Um I'm not necessarily saying that these squads are they were star players. There's one or two in some of them in there. I mean, you had Andre Ayew, for example. But I'm not saying they got like star players everywhere, littered everywhere. But I think overall, you know, if someone gets injured or two people get injured, you're not that worried because there's people that can step in. Whereas now you've got the first team. And yeah. like two people on the bench that perhaps rotate in the first team. That's what I'm trying to say in terms of the the squads. Um, I think oh yeah, I, I 
I agree. I think we have, we haven't got strength in depth now. I just I just think it's all relative. Like obviously COVID has hit in that time as well, which yeah. had a massive effect on all clubs. Um, so I think like when you look at these squads, obviously they're they're better than what we've got now, but I just think in terms of like the championship, we've probably got a tidy squad with what's in the rest of the league, and I think it was probably the same then. Like I think we had a team that could sort of challenge in the league. Um, and and the managers were getting the best out of them. I just yeah, I just think uh, I it is worrying. It is worrying because the squad we've got now is um, it is thin. But uh, I, do I don't. I... Question that I've just thought about in regards to this though. So you said about COVID it in and all the rest of it, and yeah, that's fair. Maybe this screen would be better to look at this one actually. Um, last summer, after Russell Martin came in, actually a couple of players before he came in, but then ultimately after he came in. Um, we actually signed quite a few players last season. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. So, actually, it was the one you sent me now, this one. Let's have a look at this. So we can see the ins and outs on this screen for for each season. It's 21-22. We made less money last season with our sales. Bear in mind, we sold Connor Roberts and we sold Jamal Lowe. That's where most of our funds came from last year. You know, yeah. we questioned the fees. Maybe that's coming back to haunt us now. Maybe that's part of the problem. Um, but last season, four million, we spent five. Yeah, yeah. we we bought quite well, I think, last summer. You know, we we brought in Oberfermi, Downs, Pirou, and Cham, Patterson, Walsh didn't work, but should have. Um, I think you know you're not going to get them all right. I think it was worth the risk on Walsh. Um, a better, bit of a weird one. Reese Williams on loan from Liverpool again. You know, it's not it's not an awful thing to do. Led, that was a good loan. Christie, a good loan. Wolf, Finley Burns came in after Williams went. That's a lot of first team players we signed that were in and around the first team. You know, do you know what I'm, know what I'm trying yeah. to say there? Yeah. This season, we've made 9.5 from Flynn Down sale. Only spent two, but got no money left. Yeah, I know. Well, we know we know the issue with the money, though, that we're spending. Yeah, like what I'm saying, it. how can they say last? Like, how can they say we got no money now? But last year we sold less. We didn't have yeah, margins but, last year. Yeah, but before that, like you know, we've got big fees from Dan James, McBurney, and Rodon. They wouldn't have been still collecting those by that point, surely. No, but I mean, like they've got they brought in a lot of money there. They're not. They're not. They're not investing. We know they're not investing in. So I think, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I they're get not it. investing the money they, in. I ju- it just seems weird how last year. It was the first year after the parachutes. I thought it would have been harder. Do you know what I mean? We're kind of stabilizing yeah. now. It's not even... I'm not asking to spend more than what we're selling. We did hear whatever. It's nice that we did that, but wasn't expecting that. And a lot of these guys were free transfers and loan transfers, and that's fine. How can we then go and raise nine and a half million and only spend two? I didn't realize that we were like in the red a little bit uh, that much anyway that we have to do that this season and yeah we've done it in the past quite a few times um, yeah obviously cooper um cooper's second season was 14 and a half million sales to 1 million spend his first season 35 <laughs> yeah 35 exactly. million sales sorry that's part of seasons i don't know no, it is cooper's ollie McBurney and dan james leaving 
um, Potter season was the worst, which was, I guess, understandable being the year we got relegated, but 46 million to 6 million spent. I understand all Mental. that we've spoken about in the past. I'm just confused how last year can be quite equal and this year is such yeah. a difference again. Because COVID yeah. was last year, like, the main impact. Yeah. Yeah. But we spent last summer. Martin comes in, he backs him. Cooper went because he wasn't getting back in, and all of a sudden, Martin comes in, and the money's come in. Yeah. No, I know. I think, like, to the way we, we know this, we've said about the owners or the way they run the club, it's just, it is a bit frightening that they say, that they say it now that we haven't got money to spend when... You know, we've made the money from that. But how many, how, how, what are Joe Allen's wages? If they've sold Flynn Downs and brought in Joe Allen to replace him, how, how, what are his wages like? I don't know. We'll uh, see. It could be a factor. We'll see when Football Manager comes out in a couple of months. Yeah, well, that might explain why, obviously, the figures you've just shown there, that might, but no, I agree with you. I think they, they haven't backed, but if you go back to the other screen, I think. Over the two seasons that Martin has been here, you know, bringing in Oberfermi, Perot, uh, you can't come Patterson. Perot, to be fair. Why? He came before Martin. Yeah, I know, but I mean, he was he was given to him. Like when he arrived, Perot was yeah, yeah, signed yeah. that but year. What I mean is, not a, so not was like Oberfermi, so was Patterson, and in Cham. Yeah, and Cham was. I would say take out. Um, Walsh and Perot because they were technically Coopers, even though he'd basically gone. Um, the others are Martin, yeah. But Perot was 20 goal striker last no, year. Not Walsh, sorry, Joseph, it was Joseph and Perot, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he was, but what I'm saying, I, I'm I, I'm just saying, like, they're not Martin signing, so they're obviously the club signings, and he's done well, yeah. Well, even, even, even so, like, if the club didn't make those signings. I mean, he was gifted Oberfemi and Perot last year, and they yeah, were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he had them, he had them waiting for him. Um, Patterson's come in, and Cham's come in, Darling's come in, Fisher's come in, um, Downs came in and out, and Allen's come in. So I, I don't know. I, I just, I just have a funny position at the moment where I think the owners are the owners. I'm, I'm upset with them, but I'm also a little bit worried about um, Martin as well. So I'm in a funny position. Yeah, the only reason I'm highlighting most of the transfer stuff is because we're not playing well at the moment. But like I said earlier, we don't have any options, so he's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. He's got to get something out of these guys. You know, you can't go and do the standard. Well, I'm going to drop you this week, sort of thing. With most of them, you can't even drop Soranola. We've said he's rubbish, or not. I don't want to use that word. We said he hasn't really done great since he's come in. But you can't drop him. You literally haven't got anyone. No, but then. But then, but then again, like he's insisting on playing wing backs. Fair enough, yeah. if that's your system, you're playing wing backs. Why is he? Or oh, I don't know if it's him or whoever's making the decision. Why have they got rid of all the far wide attacking players like Garrick? Yeah. Why get rid of him? Yeah, that is that's a fair criticism. Um, that doesn't make sense to me. I, Did, I, yeah, I just I, I don't get it. Because that's and I, I I just think as well. I know it seems like I'm just dumping on Martin, but it's not all that. But I'm just saying, like, Saturday, I feel like the... Uh, it was seemed to me that the pressure got to him for the first time when he went to the back four at half-time. And... Did he actually go back four at half-time then? Yeah, he went to a back four at half-time and pushed... Uh, so he pushed Manning... He came on on the right, did he? 
Yeah, well, not yeah. Norton came on. At, well, Norton came on a left back. Um, oh, I'm just trying to think now. I pushed one of them, and Cham went to left wing, and Manning went to right wing. Or Soranola. Manning and Soranola were both on the right. One I of them was a winger, Soranola one of them was the right back. At one point, he went back over to the right. Or Manning went back over to the left. Yeah, well, what, I know when Cham was playing left wing, and then it was either Soranola playing left wing, I can't remember now, and Manning right back, or the other way around. It was probably Manning left, Norton right, Soranola right wing, was it? Well, he, he, but even we're having this discussion yeah, says... Yeah, yeah exactly. With the fact that we're having What's this discussion doing? says that it was a panic, and that was the first time that the pressure... It seemed like the pressure was getting to him that he was forced into making that change, um, having been so persistent with his system before. And he's reluctant. Fair, Norton was apparently only meant to play twenty minutes with his injury. Exactly, and he meant to. He went to a back four and played with wingers. Well, we haven't got wingers, and he got rid of all our wide players. I'd even have Barry McKay in the squad right now. Not gonna lie. Do you know what I mean? Though, like he's gone to a back four, and we got no wide players to play. It just seems like it just seems like nobody knows what they're doing at the moment. I just, yeah, it just, I am. Yeah, but this is worrying. what I'm saying. So there seems like there's no direction from the club. They're kind of like yeah. back Martin yeah. style, but then they're not back in Martin style. But who are they? Like, it's an actually knows making decisions. But then you had the head of recruitment, Andy Scott. He left a couple of months ago, didn't he? So they got yeah, I don't know what happened there today. either. Yeah. He, he haven't made any impact so far, but I guess maybe it's too early to judge him. Um, but then you got like, Ogbet. I, I didn't actually think of this. I've been moaning about the depth and the fact that uh, Josh Thomas had to come onto the bench. Where's it better? Like, if Lath yeah. Bodie is getting injured, why can't he come in? Yeah. Was he that bad against Oxford? I, I don't know. But he, he made, we said this before, didn't we? He made a comment uh, before. He said like something about him not being ready or basically something like, oh, you know, I'm not putting him in under pressure, basically, saying basically he's not, you know, good enough, essentially, in a roundabout way. Mate, well, um, you haven't got anything else. Like, so, I don't know. You're saying you've got nothing else. Exactly. And, I, yeah. and, and you've got to make these guys ready. Then sometimes you just need to put them in the new. Don't really know what else. To, yeah. What, 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 I don't know. That's what I mean. I feel like the way that they've been playing, like what you should be doing in the next game is dropping like four players. To make a statement, but I just don't think yeah. you can. So you persist in with the same. There's no punishment for having a bad game. There's no punishment for Joel Perot being off the pace since the start of the season. You know, there's there's Cham, like he had that one good game that we did give him credit for, but they've gone back to doing nothing. Yeah. I know what you oh, mean, and I then mean, they just did he guaranteed do to play in this game, next or week. Am I missing missing the point there? No, 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 no. Nobody did anything against Luton. Nothing at all. You know, um, Soranola has come in and he struggled. So why is there no one else? Yeah, but, and, and and to be fair, like I said, the reporter asked Martin about competition. He said, "You haven't got much competition for places." Martin's words were, "Well, it's up to us to create competition." Yeah. So what? What? Well, where? What were you going to create it with? Because if you're not going to like play your better when one of your wing backs who's not even a wing back in the first place can't even play yeah yeah i know oh yeah i know i agree with you and that is that is the worrying thing but i i yeah. fully expected and i still will be gutted if it happens but i'd literally i've been expecting pro to go this window and i still think he will even now 
even now they've said they need to sell someone, um, someone else He's to come in. about that in the press, didn't he, in the conference? But I'm sure someone, I, I could be wrong, but I'm sure someone said now that Downs had gone that we didn't need to sell. Well, I don't think we need uh, to. I don't know if I'm making that up. But we don't need to I just sell think... him, but we need to sell him to get more players in. That's, that's yeah. what it's, if we don't and need to that... sell him right now for the current shape of the club, but we if we want other players in, then someone's got to go. So Downs paid for yeah. the ones we got. And so I still think he will. And I guess maybe yeah. it looks like half the wages for the year because the rest of the money's not yeah. being spent. Um that must be what it is. I, I know I was questioning it earlier. I just found it weird compared to last year. Maybe last year the difference was Andre Ayew's wage pack. It was gone. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm just, like I said, not trying to fully blame the owners, just trying to raise the points, look at the big picture. I think I'm half and half blaming both. I think Martin's not doing his best yeah, I agree. with the players agree. he's got. Maybe he's a bit too stubborn to like, <clears throat> you know, Steve Cooper, what he was good at and what why he was successful here and why we got to the playoff twice was because he looked at the players that he had and made a system that did the best for the players that we had and the style. And if it meant we had yeah. to defend 1-0 leads, yeah. that's what we had to do. And and if it meant we had to rely on the likes of Andre Ayew and Jamal Lowe to have a moment of brilliance in like 75% of the games and then build a really good foundation to see it out and it works, then it works and you know, he's done well yeah. doing that, but people got frustrated because they didn't want to watch boring football and defending all the time and 1-0 leads but you got and, and there was games last season not last season, last season anymore, but under Cooper where you'd go on Twitter and people would be like, oh I've never seen a game where there's no passion like this I've never seen the players so lethargic and don't care for the club. Yeah, they finished in the playoffs twice in a row. Now you've seen the same comments, but the situation's far worse. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that should just put into perspective in future when you've got something that's working rather than like, like you always yeah, want more, essentially. Yeah, everyone always wants more. You're never going to win every game in the championship unless like, you know, we are not a club like Norwich or all the ones that got relegated the last couple of years, you know, maybe if they're here for another five years, they'll be in the same boat as us, but we aren't them right now. So we can't go and buy these players and play the way they're playing. So when Cooper's doing well, should have appreciated him more, really. Yeah. Well, we said this, we had to come on and we always had to defend him, didn't we? We said that, you know, we were winning games and that's what we had to do and that was the style of football we were playing. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Uh, but look at him! Look at him! Look at him when he! Yeah, but look at him when he went to Forest. Then, like he, he was playing good football. The times people where they're playing say, really good football. Yeah, exactly. And people will say to this video and to what I've just said, like, yeah, but you know, he didn't compose himself in the right way in the end of that season. The playoff final was awful. Blah 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 blah. Rather than have him in the club, rather than all this stuff. Do you actually blame him for the way that he ended? Yeah, I don't. I'd be doing exactly the same, and he's in a much better place now. So. Good on him. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. You've done what you needed to do down here. The owners didn't back you enough. If they got you that striker, you would have been in the Premier League with Swansea. That's the bottom line. They didn't get you that striker. So yeah, yeah. he's annoyed. And that's and that's went, the that's the blame. That's the blame on the owners. I think it's the same with Porter as well. If we if we could have backed if we could have backed him, if we could have backed Cooper or Porter, we'd be back in the Premier League. Yeah. 
Um, I they think they didn't want to reassure Potter that they weren't going to sell McBurney, did they? I think no, exactly. No, and that's why he left. He but like, uh, right. yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's where it comes down with the owners. But I think um, I think now it's all coming home to roost. I think at the moment we haven't got a squad to work with, and we haven't got a manager that can build the squad up. Yeah, and the problem is like I said, the issue, uh, no. to if Martin goes. What do you do? Like you're gonna to have to get someone in that's gonna play passing football because that's kind of what you've been building. Unlikely you're gonna get somebody now that's gonna be I don't know, who do you get in to do that? And then if you go and get someone in that's just like right, save our season, that's short term thinking again, and yeah, you've got no money to build in that manager's way. You've got like you've just got to do the best of what you've got as well, sort of situation. So is it better to stick or twist? Like maybe Martin will come a good if you give him more time. I don't know what you do. Yeah, yeah. This, this is it. We're in a real, we're in a real. That's the real pickle at the moment with us. This really, it is really. That's really worrying because I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I honestly you know, don't know where we go forward from here. Because ultimately, he is right as well, right? And if I'm not like this, I'm not saying this is necessarily my opinion, right? But let's just play devil's advocate and look at both sides of the camp. Russell Martin is right in what he said in the press conference that we are a Michael Obafemi tap in a Rotherham. And defend, you know, seeing out the two 0 lead in injury oh, time no. midweek to having a good start of the season. Like the facts of that are not wrong. I'm, I'm like I said, I don't agree with that necessarily. But I, like football is a weird game, isn't it? You don't know how much that does for the players' confidence and the squad morale, or other not collapse into Oxford. Like those three things, if they didn't happen, I know it's ifs and buts. But like in another world we would have been in a lot much better place and maybe the squad all of a sudden is playing like because of it. I know, I know that hasn't happened, but um, yeah, I was just saying maybe, you know, it could go and click next week theoretically and I don't know what the, what no, the I, risk is waiting for it to click or change in. That's that, yeah, that's it. And you're right, you're right, because again, the Millwall game, nine times out of ten doesn't happen, we win that game and we come away and we've been brilliant. And that probably papers over the cracks again behind the scenes, which I think is what happens a lot uh, over the seasons. Looking towards the next game, I didn't do my three-word review of that in a minute, but looking towards the next game, I think it's time that he just freshens it up. I know we're saying he can't really make that many changes in terms of first-team quality, but what arm is it right now just to like chuck in some of the youngsters and just see what they got? Because if you're going to be in a situation where we have to rely on them. We're going to have to use them. Let's just do it. So, Congreve, Cooper, some of the other ones that maybe didn't make the bench, um, or better, maybe just chuck them in and see what they, they're all about. Yeah, I know. I just, I was, I was, I don't know if you caught it anyway before it cut me off, but uh, uh, I, I was just saying, like, like the Millwall game, nine times out of ten, that probably doesn't happen, and we win the game and. Obafemi scores the tap in, but I just I don't like those comments coming from the manager. I think no. you can also flip it the other way. If Blackpool score their penalty, or in Blackpool he squares it and they go one 0 up, we're, sit, we're sat here without a win. Yeah, um, shouldn't have had a penalty though. So I, oh yeah, I know, I know that, but I mean that that's what it could be on paper, couldn't it? We could be sat here without a win, but um, and then again, like you said, the other way around, you could be. You know, we could be sat here on way higher than we did if Obafemi scores and Millwall don't yeah, score like the I two. Said, it wasn't me agreeing with necessarily what he's saying. I'm no, no, I know, I know, I know. I know. To look at both yeah, sides fairly because we have absolutely rinsed them. 
old podcast. No. So he's not. Well, I'm just saying. Generally, if that happened, he isn't wrong, and we would be like pretty. We'd be like top of the table near in that instance yeah. if that had happened. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. like I'm just wondering how much is confidence and morale, and maybe if if we were living in that world with those things, you've seen a different team against Luton. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to get at. But yeah, I get you, and I guess confidence is an all-time low after like. Tuesday probably after like what happened there. Not even just Tuesday after the Blackburn game as well, isn't it? Like yeah, it's the Blackburn but... game where it was quite negative. They had such a good start at Millwall, couldn't hold it on, and then you you was calling the anxiety, wasn't he, in front of the home fans? But that's that's worrying though, isn't it? That comment that he said that. But again, and we said about like two own goals, looked like it was panic. I don't know. We could go on all day. The the the, the bottom line is like with Russell Martin, I think. I, re- I really want him to do well. I like him. Um, I, I really do like I want to get behind him. But it's just like the performances have been awful. Apart from the, the Millwall game and a little bit in Blackpool, I think we've been awful. And that's 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 the worry. Um, whereas last year, we were I think we were a lot better than what we are now. Yeah, which like is we the worry. The Redding game, um, didn't we? And I know we collapsed in that game, but we played well. Oh yeah, we Reddit. were unplayable yeah, for yeah. part of that game. Yeah, we were unplayable, and there yeah, were times like... we were unplayable last season. We were brilliant. <clears throat> is that is that is that the impact that Wolf and Christie were having though? Like that sort of performance, offering that out wide, is that what we're missing? Um, okay, let's try and bring it back home just to end. Yeah, or perhaps more of the football rather than just ranting about. Like it might this I don't know this podcast might seem so all over the place, but just trying to like there's so many issues. It's hard to talk about it in a certain direction. Like you just you can go off in so many directions about ifs and buts and why is this so wrong? Why is this that yeah. so wrong? What are they doing? What are the owners doing? Like that's testament to just the position that we're in. It's just when we would before beforehand trying to sort of work out how we frame this, what's going on, and it's just such a mess, like behind the scenes and. Obviously, it's not going well on the pitch, and and who and who do you blame? Obviously, we know we got the problems with the owners. Um, I, I yeah, it's just a really funny situation to be in. So it was a bit ranty today. Yeah, so right. I'm sure everyone's feeling the same. Um, my three-word review, just for the continuation of it and all the rest. Of it, I'll tell you why I didn't sort out them little games we were going to play. So much, uh, so much happened. So many feelings after the Luton game that we forgot even what we were going to do. We'll sort it out for next week. It's okay. Hopefully, we'll have a guest on next week. So, um, Millwall false hope is what I put, and that's because obviously referring to what I said in the last podcast. If anybody watched it, I basically said like I saw enough in the Millwall game to give me hope that he could get it right and he could click and it could we could start going in the right direction. But unfortunately, we we went back to like playing more like the Blackburn game than we did the Millwall game. You know, the Millwall game take away that last five minutes is probably our best game of the season um, and a good platform to build on so that's what I was trying to get at last week obviously we didn't build on it and we fell off the platform essentially so that's what my words are referring to and we have discussed obviously a lot of that um, specifics from the game that I picked up on I thought Perot like I said should have scored right at the start could have Changed completely outlook again. I, I, I mean, 
you don't know, do you? But he's not in form, and that's the sort of chance you see in Berrien last season. And so disappointing to see the twenty, you know, a twenty goal striker that he was last year missing or not looking like getting his chances that were just flying in last year, which you know is frustrating. And wondering whether that. Even if we sell him now, do we get as much as all we want? Because he's looking a bit off the boil. Yeah, probably Maybe not. it's having an impact on his evaluation, and that could be worry as well. Um, another thing I picked up on, the first goal. I thought it was quite poor from Fisher. He's had a good season so far, I think. But flapped at the corner. When you punch in the corner away, I think you avoid punching it directly out, straight ahead of your goal, because you're asking for trouble. And the shot yeah. comes in, and he should have he should have saved the shot as well. It literally went under him. Yeah. So ultimately, you know, doesn't you can't blame Fisher for the fact we lost two nil, the performance and all the rest of it. But you go in nil nil at half time and regroup. It's just a different game again, isn't it? And you should be saving that. Yeah. Yeah. I've already touched on Cabango for the second goal. I don't think he defends that very well. And yeah, I, I think I touched on the pro header later in the game as well. That straight to the goalkeeper, probably the only save that he's making all game, should be doing better there. I think when I was listening on the radio at that point, because I lost my stream, um, they said it looked like Perot thought he was offside, so it was a half half hearted effort, but the flag never went up. Okay, so where do we go from you? The next game is. I don't know if he's still early, but... Yeah, borrow away, you know. Borrow away. Got a week. They are also struggling, as were Luton. We went into the Luton game a little bit more confident after Millwall thinking, well, they've had a bad start, and it's not worked out. We perhaps look a bit silly. Um, so we got borrow away. They haven't won a game this season, as did Luton before they beat us. <laughs> Two losses and three draws. How do you... Like, what, what do we do going up to borrow away? I, I, I honestly don't know. I Again, I don't know where we go from here. I think you might be right. I think we do need to freshen it up a bit. I'm going to say just do it. I bring in Cameron Congreve, Ollie Cooper, and Liam Cullen to start. I don't drop one of the midfielders, though, for Ollie Cooper. If he's going to persist and play in five other back system and Cham comes out for Ollie Cooper for me, you're going to have to keep, oh, I don't know, drop Perot for Oberfermi. Not Oberfermi, sorry. Drop Perot for Cullen personally think make a statement um and you bring in maybe drop Soranola and put Cameron Congreve right wing back and when you were away Lee I said I'd play Ollie Cooper ahead of and Cham yeah just maybe, bring maybe, them all in Cullen maybe of that's Perot. what we need maybe that's what we need just a bit of fresh when Congreve came on he did more in the, in the first 30 seconds than anyone had done all game Going he, forward. he tries to take a player on, doesn't he? Like I know it doesn't always work, and sometimes it gets tackled. But we don't have anyone else that's trying to do that. No, it's exactly what you need. You just need some. Sometimes you just need that like young blood coming on, that they're hungry. Um, I don't know because I said they rely on intensity with the system, so bring on these players that maybe will up the tempo a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I I think they need to get something. I think I think every game that they don't win now is just more. It's just piling on the pressure even more. And then you need something, a point. I need you take a point. Yeah. Um, yeah, point would be good. But I mean, it's annoying because they haven't won a game all season. So you want to go and like 
smell blood, but I just don't feel confident to. I think teams. I think teams are smelling blood with us at the moment. I think you look at like Luton and won a game and Borough and won a game. They probably think, well, this is the one. We know exactly how to play. Yeah. They've actually conceded one more goal than us in the league this season, the highest amount in the league. We obviously joined yeah. eight second highest amount, but they've yeah. scored three more goals than us. Yeah, so but that's poor as well, though, because like Middlesbrough have high, had high hopes of being, you know, playoff contenders. Yeah, so I'm sure their fans are having similar conversations to us in the disappointment of their season so far. Um, yeah. Wilder's their manager, isn't he? Yeah. Maybe it's just not working out for him. Like, you know, he, he had a good system at Sheffield, but sometimes it just doesn't work when you go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Could be. It would be interesting. Another thing I want to pick off from wider championship stuff that was like Coventry, like what's going on there? Like, are they three games behind now? It's their pitch, isn't it? Yeah, but how long can that go on for? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's going on there. They'd be making up games in the World Cup now. Well, they might have to. Yeah. Are we got them soon? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But like, if we're all five games into the season, they play two. Um, that can't be good for your season. Oh no, no! You just that's just the worst way to start, isn't it? Because are they still? You know, they could not. They might not be match fit yet. You know, you might need three or four games just to get it. You know, get into the season. Yeah. Also, earlier on today, Cardiff lost to Bristol City. Yeah. Uh, at least made a weekend a little bit better. But uh, they could have gone top if they won that game. Yeah, God, yeah. That would have been fun. That. Yeah, that would have been fun. But instead, they're only two points ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, just this is context it. When you say that, I know this is it. Literally, what like we said before, though, one win can literally just change everything, can it? Well, we're still one win away from the playoffs at this point. I know, I know, I know. But that's where it is and at the start. Of the I season. know. Ultimately, everyone will play at the same time, and it probably won't be the case that we would go into that position. Um, but on paper, we're one way and win away from playoffs. And do you know what? Actually, like, I don't think anyone's grabbing this this, this league by the scruff. Now, I think maybe Sheffield and Watford are. But yeah, yeah. Blackburn have just fallen off a cliff. I did say after our game, I said, yeah, they might have just had like you know, a bit of a purple patch. We said that they were. We thought they were going to have a rough year, and I said I think they're going to tail off and. Like it's early days to even say that, but they lost like three nil to Reading, didn't they? Or Sheffield United, sorry. Or back to back three nil losses. Yeah. So like they beat us three nil, and everyone's having a meltdown. Um, but they've actually lost three nil twice <laughs> themselves, and one of them is Reading, who were like Bucky's favourites for relegation. So you know, if it's drama down here because we lost three nil to Blackburn, well, they lost three nil to Reading. Could it be as bad for them? I know. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, are we jumping the gun? And I'm not saying we are. Like, I'm just asking the questions out there and putting. No, I know. I think, like, it's hard because it's raw. Like, you know, we probably, you know, you know, if we, if he turns it around and then we make a playoff charge later on the season, like this pod, that's going to look absolutely ridiculous. But you can only judge on what you've seen so far. It's the performances of the problem. If you look at the table, I'd, I, I'd, I'd literally want nothing more than for him to go on a massive run. I, think we've I really want him to do well. Have, to be fair. I really want him to do well. I like him a lot. I really want him to go on and prove everybody wrong and start playing unbelievable football and go on and win and make a playoff charge. I'd love that. But you can only judge him what you've seen. 
and it looks stupid because on paper, like you said, you know, we're in the we're not bottom of the table. We're no wins. We're not you know doing anything like that. But it's just the performances. The performances have been so worrying that I know like we lost two 0 yesterday, but it was so much more than that. I just think what it, what it seems to me quite often is first goal is the winner or yeah should be the, win- should be the winner barring the Millwall collapse. Like if we score the first goal, we seem to go on and like do really well. If they score yep. the first goal, they win the game. Yeah, so like we, we can't come back into it. And that's literally how it is at the moment. Our first goal is so vital. And and then that's going back to Andy Fisher and that corner. If he does does better there, like it could have been much different. But like uh, yeah. it doesn't no, and, and it shouldn't be like that. And that's a bad thing, and that's a criticism. It's just like as soon as you see that first goal go in, you know, I'm on my phone if I'm in work and I get the notification, Swans are going one nil down. I'm just like instantly like, oh well, on to next week. Yeah. Whereas when it's the other way, we do actually look like we can score a couple more until maybe the end of the game, and then it's like the other team comes at us a bit and can we hold on? Yeah. That's the big two problems. I know. I know. I just, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens on Saturday. I mean, a win now would change everything, wouldn't it? Well, we thought that after Blackpool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He did say, he did say, didn't he? He said, um, there's two games away now. It might be good for the players. <laughs> People went nuts, didn't they? And, uh, I know, but it, like, I know, like, it's a bit harsh. I don't really, like, agree with the relentless booing, but it has been that bad. The performances have been, I can't stress it enough how bad they have been. And that's the worrying thing. Is he, did he call out the booing? No, no, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. But uh, I don't know. I just think then that, that's why it's hard to sort of have real optimism at the moment. Um, is I that it just get, been, it's been yeah. so bad? It's been awful. I do get both sides of it. Like, you want to boo because you're disappointed. You want to show your disappointment because it's been so yeah, bad. Yeah, you've got to show it in some way. But yeah. it never helps, I don't think. Oh, no, like, I don't think it does anything you, to help the situation. Concern, but ultimately, I think you're probably making the situation worse. Yeah. Because why are the players now going to come out and play better when all they use you booing them? They're not. It's like, yeah, they can hear you're not happy with them, but ultimately you've just put more pressure on them. This yeah, I know. It's, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because I never, I know, I never, never boo, never boo I, your I own players. But... And, and each to their own. I'm not saying. But then, yeah, I can see it because if someone's got to show, sometimes you've got to show your discontent when it is that bad and it has been that bad. And I don't know how yeah. else you do it. I don't know how else you voice it. And people pay good money to go and travel to come see yeah, the games. No, and when like it's that I, said, poor... I completely understand it. Yeah, like, yeah. I just. Yeah. It's a, for me, I just think it's a downward spiral. When you start doing it, players get more nervous. They start taking less risks because they're too scared to play the football. Um, yeah. And it's just a downward spiral. But then I don't know what the right thing to do is to voice a concern. Maybe like at the end of the game is not so bad, but half time, I think that's what I don't know. I just don't see how it helps. It, yeah. it gets your message that you're not happy across. But in terms of you then want to see better, you're not going to see better. So, yeah, I yeah, that's just the way I see it. Anyway, um, there's enough other ways to voice your concern, though. Your social media these days, to be honest, yeah. uh, like I'm sure a lot of it gets seen. But um, anyway, we'll wrap up here. It's been a little bit longer than 
perhaps expected, but we did obviously have quite a few technical difficulties. I'll try and get oh. editing some of it out, but if, yeah. I, if there's a couple of clips in from from it, if it doesn't make sense with the edits, then I do apologize. Obviously, just something that happens sometimes with technology, if it didn't disrupt the rhythm, although I don't know how much rhythm there was to, to the discussion tonight. Yeah, just I, hope that, um, I hope that it's been, you know, at least interesting to listen to, and we'd like to hear everyone else's opinions on the situation. Um, do you think, I know a lot of people are not happy with the performances, not happy with Martin, but do you actually want him to go right now? Or are you kind of like us, where we're in no man's land a little bit, like, well, if he goes, who comes in, does it actually make anything better? Or is it better to stick with him and see if he can put it around? Like, what what is the better case scenario? Because I really don't know the answer. Uh, yeah. But it'll be nice to hear other people's comments on that in the yeah. comments below. Yeah, I think just yeah, just to wrap wrap it up because I don't know how much you've got on my rant with all my technical yeah, problems. Yeah, I think we'll have it. I just I'll, I'll I might keep some of the dropouts in. It depends. Yeah, I think just overall but... overall feeling just frustrated and a little bit worried. I'm, uh, you know, the owners are rightly getting criticism. I think long term we do need to get rid of them somehow. Um, and that that is that's just going to be the feeling forever. But I also think that I'm worried about some of the performances under Russell Martin. Um, but I also want to be optimistic that he can turn it around, but I'm just not seeing any of the signs of it at the moment. And the problem is I don't think sacking him is the option either. So I don't know. Bit of a mess at the moment. Real, real mess at the club. I don't know. Like, it's a lot of people buying football clubs these days. Why can't they just want to buy us? Surely we're cheap, you know? Yeah, I know you think so. There's no one left to like add value. Somehow, somehow, if there's any millionaire or billionaire tycoon watching this podcast, watching this one hour 26 in and they've made it to the end, just please buy the club. But what's the goal for the the current owners? Like, they obviously are not going to make money now, they don't show any intentions of getting back into a position where they'll be able to sell for a profit. I know that's it. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know what their intention. If their intention is to get back to Premier League, they've got to, you've got to put a little bit of money in, you know, to, to give us that push to get up there. But then you can't sort of just strip the club and not buy players because you'll end up going down even further. Yeah, I don't get it. I I don't understand. But then, I guess or maybe things happen or... in business that you don't understand about. So. Maybe there's something to Well, hopefully they're just taking... Oh, I, I, that's what I didn't mention. I should have mentioned earlier on. I read, uh, I think it was Planet Swans on the forum, that there was like a rumour that um, the club was paying like consultancy fees over... Consultancy fees overseas. Um, so whether that's just, you know, paying some businessmen in the in the, the owners, what do you call it? Like they're like sort of hedge fund, aren't they? So whether that's just paying some people... Oh, they're, they're I don't know what we're getting consultancy for. Consultancy fees for you mean yeah. you mean the same way yeah. that the government paid for PPE and yeah 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 NHS app yeah. and stuff like that yeah yeah uh, yeah well, I can make you I can consult you on the transfer but yeah. it will cost you like ten million but I will yeah. get you an asset <laughs> yeah I think yeah but that's that's worrying isn't it oh well so. Yeah. The longer uh, that's the problem is the longer those owners are there, I think there's only one way we can go. There's only one way we can go, I think. 
um, which is the worrying factor. But there we go. Yeah, I feel like we've used a lot of our good uh, luck and, you know, we're finding good managers with Cooper Potter, some of their bargain loan deals, transfers. They done well, didn't they? It was never going to be every season. No, and, and that's why I'm just, it's 50 50, isn't it? Because we know how bad the owners are, but then I think, like Martin as a squad, that should be performing better than it is. So I don't know. Yeah. Ask me again okay. next week. We'll wrap it up now, but um, it's been a long one. Thanks for listening yeah. if you are still here. Yeah. Leave a comment, let us know your thoughts. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date and like the video helps us reach more Swans fans and perhaps they can rant with us as well and and make their um, weekend more enjoyable. But we shall see you in the next video. Thank you very much for listening and catch you again. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.